takes our brokenness and makes us whole again who turns the darkness into light only jesus who takes our emptiness and fills us up again who traded death to give me life only jesus Well, good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year. Haven't seen you since last year. Some of you look are looking much better. Well, we are glad to see you this morning and hope you've had a great week, celebration and enjoyment and family and lots of events happening, and we are glad to know you're here this morning. It's good to be in a warm, dry place. Um, we are uh, today, of course, uh, starting a new year, and uh, so make sure you pick up some things to keep up with all the announcements. We have the January Monthly Gospel Connect is out and it's got a lot of details and information, some articles there you want to read, some thank you notes you'll be encouraged by, and uh, some numbers about our Christmas ministries and some things that were going on there. You want to take, uh, take a look at those. Of course, also, uh, we have a new weekly connect out. Let me mention just a few things uh, from that and make sure you pick up one, lots of other details of things that are happening. After the service today, you might remember about a month ago, we even pulled the piano and put it in the lobby. Well, today's the return day. And uh, so any of you who can stay and help us with that project afterwards, uh, you're welcome to. Of course, the meeting place will be out in the lobby, and JT will be directing things. So uh, we appreciate your help today to get the piano back in place. And uh, we certainly did appreciate all those who uh, uh, came and volunteered some, some talent to give us some holiday music in the lobby before services. It was a real blessing. Uh, there's no other church events today. This is, this is the one. So uh, enjoy your time of fellowship as we gather today also to worship. And uh, remind you, this week we have a midweek service at 7. We're starting a new series on questions and answers. And uh, we're going to have an introduction the first, uh, first couple of Wednesday nights of that series and kind of what it's about, lay a foundation. And then in the meantime, you can be submitting questions in the lobby there in the foyer between here and the lobby. Uh, under the big mirror there, there's a box and some cards. And uh, if you want to write down some questions at home and bring them, you're fine. But put your questions there. We're going to start answering those a little bit later in the month. And uh, that'll be done all on Wednesday night, so we hope you'll plan to join us for that series that we'll start. This coming week, we'll start Day 5 Fellowship back on Thursday morning. Day 5 is our Thursday morning uh, fellowship time. Doors will open as usual at 9.15. We'll start at 10. And uh, then uh, next Saturday, Super Seniors, you have a breakfast, New Year's breakfast to enjoy. Make sure you sign up at the lobby desk for that. And then uh, next Sunday, uh, a couple of things as we get the year started in our church ministries, uh, we're going to have a ministries director and leaders uh, commissioning at the end of the service. We did this last year. It's just a very brief event, but we want all of our church uh, ministry directors and leaders, if they can, some of them actually be doing things that morning, but if you can be here in the morning service, that'll be a part as we conclude. And then also, we'll be meeting with those same ministry directors and leaders next Sunday at 5 o'clock here in the auditorium to start the year. And, uh, and make sure we get, get off to a great start with everything. And then, of course, next Sunday, all of our Bible study fellowships will be back to regular time and place uh, after the holiday break. So make sure that you're there enjoying those. They'll have the morning ones and the uh, ones in the evening. Remind you of some of the prayer requests. 
uh, this morning. Some are updates, particularly from even Wednesday nights. We do have a lot of folks in our congregation sick, uh, either with the flu or viruses are going around. We still have some folks with COVID. Uh, the, just this week, James Smith was diagnosed with COVID. Ron Crum, also with COVID. Diane, who also was positive with COVID, is now in the hospital. And uh, she's uh, right now enduring um, COVID pneumonia. So we want to be praying for Ron, Diane, and James, and, and others who are at home sick uh, this morning, or many of them with children who are sick. Um, we had some updates on Emerson Cates. Um, uh, the Cates' little six-year-old son had some very difficult days during, the, during this last week and during the holidays. Uh, but he was able to come home from the hospital on Friday. His facial swelling is improving as well as the pain. Uh, he endured 19 days in the hospital and, uh, and did it all with such courage and, and a lot of strength from a little six-year-old for sure. He will be back at the hospital again today to take another chemo treatment for his cancer. So be praying for the Cates family. Uh, Daniel Clark will have eye surgery coming up this week on the 4th on Wednesday. And then uh, some recovering from surgery include Mark Comer recovering from uh, a surgery uh, and so far doing well. This is Ron and Shirley Comer's son. Susan Mounts, uh, Jocelyn Carter's mother, continues to recover from quadruple bypass and is home now, so that's good news, and continuing to improve and do well. And we trust that'll, that'll be a complete healing. And then we want to pray for the family of Jerry Kellum. This is Dot Kellum's son. He suddenly passed away the day after Christmas. And uh, they're going to have a graveside service for him this coming Tuesday, 2 o'clock at Forest Lawn Cemetery. And then they're going to have a family time at Haynes Lineberry Funeral Home on Monday evening from 6 to 8. So um, we're praying for the Kellum family in this very unexpected passing of their son. Well, we gather today to lift up and honor and worship, truly, uh, the Lord who has saved us, redeemed us, called us unto his own. And through grace and faith, we start a new year with great excitement and expectation. So let's let the joy of our heart today be lifted up in our voices and in our music as we gather for his glory. Let's pray as we start. Dear Father, we gather today indeed with great appreciation, great gratitude for the blessings of our past. We can all look back and see your hand in our lives and that of our families. We can realize you're active and engaged in the events around us, and we come today with grateful hearts for that. We come today to praise you and lift up before you our, our, our worthy worship for the King of kings and Lord of lords. We start a new year today on our calendar, a new year, but another day as we gather particularly to lift you up. And as we look ahead to a new year, we do so with understanding that we seek your leadership and your guidance. Uh, we seek your work in our lives to mold us and make us as you would have us to be, not only as individuals and families, but as a congregation. And I pray that you will bless our new year as we set our sights to do great things for your glory. Bless our time today in the singing of our hymns and our songs. May the joy of our hearts be expressed there. Bless our, our hearing today of your word. May the Holy Spirit work in our lives and be among us to draw us unto yourself, especially for those that might need the reality of salvation as Christ is Lord and Savior. Work in hearts here today, Father. We do pray for those on our prayer list. We pray for the, the many who are sick and some at home, some in the hospital. We pray that you'll strengthen and bring about a healing to them that they can be home soon and back here at church. I pray that you'll bless those recovering from surgery. We pray that you'll bless the Kellum family in a sudden passing, an unexpected passing. But uh, we pray, Lord, they'll know your strength and your grace through these days ahead. Uh, we pray that you'll be with the Cates family as they continue to look after little Emerson, give the doctors wisdom 
and give Will Emerson continued strength, and we just pray for healing in his life. And for the others, we have several other children on our prayer list. We pray that you'll do a great work. Bless our time today, and may our hearts be turned to you in all that we accomplish for your glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Good morning. Happy New Year. I was looking, looking through hymns and different things, and I was kind of, you know, reflecting back on last year. Trials, tribulations, joys, happiness. You know, we could all probably spend the next three hours talking about stuff that we went through, that we went through personal. You know, we didn't tell everybody what we were going through. It was just you and God and the devil, and y'all was fighting and arguing, and, and one side seemed like it was going to win, and all of a sudden, here comes God's amazing grace. So let's stand this morning and sing an old hymn that once upon a time was new. And let's sing it like this year is going to be the year where we see God's grace.
thank you for that gift the gift of salvation nothing we had to do nothing we can do that Lord we just come to you just as we are broken, bent, bloody battered beaten, forsaken whatever shape Lord that we just come to you lay it all at your feet and walk away as a child of the King. Lord, we just thank you for the blessings and the trials of the past year. And Lord, we look forward to your grace, your mercy, and your goodness in a new year. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us as individuals, as a congregation, and as a country to have the freedom to gather today in your house. We commit this time to you, for us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated.
of a city called glory so bright and so fair as I entered the gates I cried holy the angels all met me there they carried me from mansion to mansion and all the sights that I saw but then I said I want to see Jesus He's the
heavenly. That got heavenly, didn't it? Amen. Yeah. Some of you know this, but I'll remind the rest of you. I taught JT how to sing like that. <laughs> JT, that was beautiful, beautiful. I, um, we have some special guests with us today, Lomax and Linda Skinner. Raise your hands right there. And missionaries to Germany. Yeah, amen. And we've been supporting them for many, many years, and they were on the mission field something like 400 years or something like that. And uh, we're glad they're with us today. That's a special blessing. And then we also have a guest speaker today that I think you're really going to enjoy, Pastor Nick Decker. And uh, he is here with his wife, Hannah, and their 15-month-old uh, daughter, Karis. And so we're so glad to have them. Let me tell you a little something, little something about Nick as far as how he connects to our church. Pastor Nick has several connections. One, his father is Dr. Decker at um, Triad Baptist Church, and he's been here and preached for us on many occasions, and we love him and love his preaching, and Nick is uh, his son, so that's one connection. And then Nick received his bachelor's degree at Piedmont, then his master's at uh, Southeastern. Now he's working on his doctorate from Southeastern. But while he was at Piedmont getting his uh, bachelor's degree, he was in one of Dr. Miller's classes. So if, he's, if Nick seems smart to you, Dr. Miller, that's one. <laughs> and so he, we've got, he's got that connection. And then uh, uh, the third connection is he is related to Pastor Matt and Allison. And of course we love Pastor Matt and Allison. He is, he is Allison's brother. Now I like to say jokingly that here at Gospel we love Pastor Matt but we really love Allison, you know, yeah. And uh, so y'all can tell Pastor Matt I said that by the way. Uh, and so Pastor Matt and Allison's children call Pastor Nick Uncle Nick. And so there's another connection. And then right now he serves as the outreach and family pastor at Lebanon Baptist Church along with, with Matt. And so Lebanon is one of our sister churches here in Greensboro. And so we have those many connections, uh, Nick, Pastor Nick, with our church. So let's welcome Pastor Nick as he comes to share God's word. Pastor Paul, appreciate that. Thank you. All right, well, good morning. Thankful to be here this morning. Pastor Paul, thank you for those kind words. I'll pay you later uh, for all those <laughs> kind words. Usually, I don't tell people I'm Matt's brother-in-law. I always lead with I'm Allison's brother. Yeah, so we, yeah, we don't like to get that out, but uh, we appreciate the opportunity to be here and uh, thankful for the chance uh, to, to be in God's house this morning and uh, thankful that you've chosen uh, to worship the Lord today uh, on the first day of 2023. I can't think of a better place to be than to be in God's house. And uh, so we're thankful for, uh, for that. So thank you for spending your time there. This morning, I want to draw your attention uh, to some encouragement. I, I want to just jump into God's Word this morning right away. And I want to encourage your hearts today 
wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, uh, whatever you're facing in 2023, I just want to offer you uh, some comfort today from God's Word. And I believe uh, without a doubt that if there's one thing in this life that can encourage your heart and to draw you closer to the Lord, it's ultimately found in His Word. And so we're going to spend some time there uh, this morning and uh, thankful for that. So if you have your Bibles, open up to Psalm chapter 61. Psalm chapter 61. One of my favorite sports to watch, I don't know about you, it's odd, unique, is boxing. I don't know if you watch boxing regularly, but when I do, it's something about it that just gets me excited. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just uh, the interactions between the men, but it just gets me excited. One of the most famous boxing matches took place on November 25th, 1980. Some of you might remember this boxing match between Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran. I'll show you a picture here of what uh, it looked like. If you get a chance, I'd encourage you to maybe go on YouTube today. You can actually watch this boxing match and uh, you can actually see what took place. There was already one boxing match that took place between these two. Roberto Duran took the win, but all eyes were on Sugar Ray Leonard. He was much quicker, much more agile, much more able uh, to be uh, in this match. And so all eyes were watching him as the match began because Sugar Ray Leonard was much more uh, quick and able to get a few punches in. Uh, The opponent was on the defensive. By round seven, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard actually began to taunt Roberto Duran. You can watch that on that YouTube video. And then by round eight, Roberto Duran, some of you remember this, turned his back to Sugar Ray Leonard, shook his finger at the referee and said, no mas, no mas, that's Spanish for no more. Roberto Duran was done. He was out of the fight It was over for him. He had thrown in the towel. And friends, I don't know about you, but I've been there in the Christian life. Have you? Have you ever felt like quitting, felt like giving up? I don't know if it's just the unraveling of the moral fabric in our society. I'm not sure if it's the culture and its interactions toward Christians or if it's just life in general. Sometimes I just feel like quitting. Just a few months ago, my wife and I uh, were sitting at the abortion clinic here in Greensboro, just a few miles away from here. By the way, it's existed for 30 years now, uh, and it's been estimated that 50,000 babies have been aborted at this abortion clinic right down the road from us, 50,000. We were there with about 200 Christians when we were praying that God would end abortion, not only in our city, not only in our state, but across the world. We were asking the Lord uh, to move in that way. And I remember watching these volunteers for the abortion clinic. They were these individuals that would spend their time, spend their Saturdays, actually helping these women get in and out of the abortion clinic away from danger. And I use air quotes there, danger from the Christians that are praying for them. And I'd watch as these volunteers would actually taunt us as we were praying for them. They would criticize us as we were singing songs. They would make fun of us. And I sat there and thought, how long, oh God? How long will this depravity last? And it's moments like these, not just those situations, but other situations in our life where we reach a point and we say, God, how long are you going to make this 
go on. How long are you going to allow these things to take place in my life? Some of you have walked into this room today, and you're dealing with some difficulty. Some of you have stepped foot in this place, and you're not sure you're going to continue on. You're not sure what 2023 has in store for you. Friends, I want to encourage your heart today, regardless of where you're at, regardless of what you're facing today, we know a person who can take care of everything in our life. And uh, his name is Jesus. And I want to offer you some encouragement today from Psalm 61. David is dealing with doubt. He has reached a place where he's done. But what he does is he shows us what we are to do when we're done. What are we to do when we are done? There are three directions David gives us, three directions that we are to look today, that we are to focus on if we want to find peace in heartache. If we want to figure out what we are to do when we are done, the Bible gives us three directions that we are to look. So if you have your place in Psalm 61 this morning, if you'll stand with me if you're able, I'd like to honor the reading of God's Word this morning as we focus upon these eight verses in Psalm 61. David says this, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. From thou, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in the tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So I will sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. Thank you. You may be seated this morning. Three directions that we are to look today. If you feel like you're done, there are three things that you can do. There are three directions that you can focus on, and I want to jump right in this morning. Number one, the first direction that you are to look, if you want to figure out what to do when you're done, what David does is he gives us the first direction. We are to look up in prayer. We are to look up in prayer. Notice what David does as he begins the first verse there. He says, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. Notice David is desperate. He's desperate. The word there for attend or hear my cry has the idea of a screeching sound. David is crying out to God. He's not in his quiet time, by the way. He's not running through his prayer list at this moment. He's trying to get the attention of the creator of the universe. He's crying out to ultimately have God bend his ear to him. He's not worried about what he says, by the way. He's not worried about what is coming out of his mouth. He's just trying to get God's attention. And friends, that's what prayer is. I want you to focus on that for a second. Wherever you're at in life, that's what prayer needs to be remembered for. Prayer is not about saying the right words. It's about getting to the right ear. It's about getting to the right ear. You're trying to get the attention of the Creator, and David, in the midst of his suffering, is trying to get the attention of God. He's desperate. 
Have you ever been there before? Have you been desperate for God to move in your life? Have you been desperate for God to move his hand in your situation? Listen, David's desperate, and so what does he do? He cries out to God. But notice, David not only is desperate, but I want to point this out to you, David is also distant. He's distant. Notice verse number 2 of Psalm 61. He says, From the ends of the earth I will cry unto thee. I will cry unto thee from the ends of the earth. David feels distant. He feels so far from God. He feels so distant from God that he actually says, God, I feel like I'm at the most remote part of the earth. I feel that far from you, God. So what am I going to do? What does David do? He first cries out. Notice he doesn't begin to complain. See, many of us, if we're honest today, we like to complain about our problem. Uh, We like to go on social media I see it all the time. And we like to put a comment about what our life uh, is going on or what in the world is happening to us or we don't like what's going on at the convenience store down the road. I see that all the time. People complain about what's taking place at Walmart. You're like, why are you complaining about that? People complain about anything and everything. But notice, what does David do in his problem, in his situation? He doesn't complain. He doesn't run to social media. He doesn't run to a neighbor. Who does he run to? He runs to God. He runs to God. He feels distant. He's desperate. But yet God hears him. And friends, it's the same thing for you. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, no matter how far you feel, God is right there with you. God is right there in the middle of your situation. He's right there in the middle of what you're facing in 2023. Nothing surprises God. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought that a thought has never occurred to God? Nothing's ever dawned on God's mind. Nothing's caught God by surprise. The things you're going to face in 2023, the things you're facing now, have never caught God off guard. He knows exactly what you're dealing with, friends. He knows exactly what you're going through, and you can call out to him. And notice there, you can also call out to him not only when you're desperate, not only when you're distant, but David also says, what? My heart, I love this, is overwhelmed. David says, when I am out of energy, have you been there before? He says, when I have no desire to go on, when I feel like there is nothing else to do, God, you still hear me. You still hear me. You're still there for me. So David cries out to him, and and he cries out to him for something specific. He cries out to him for protection. See, notice David goes to God for protection. What does he do? He says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Who is that rock? It's Jesus Christ, isn't it? David doesn't go to anything else but the rock. He goes to something and someone specific. You see, all of us, if we're honest today, many of us, we don't go to God when our problems arise. See, David chose to first go to God, and yet many of us, our last resort is God. We've run through our list, and then we say, we'll throw up a prayer to God. Maybe God will take care of our problem after we go through everything else that we think can solve the issue. 
But notice David goes to God first. And friends, it's the same thing for you in your own life. If you're ever going to see God move in your life, it's not going to begin by figuring out your problem. It's going to begin by getting on your knees and seeking the Lord with your life. It's going to begin by focusing on what God has said in his word, that he's there for you, and he's the rock. He's the rock. And you can trust him, and you can go to him. So let me ask you this. Maybe you're dealing with something today. Maybe you have a heartache. Maybe you have an issue. Maybe you have things facing you that you're not sure what you're going to do with them. And if you're not there, I promise you this, you will get there. Somebody once said, life always has a way of beating you up sometimes, doesn't it? Listen, if you're not there, you're going to get there. So let me encourage you to take some notes. But if you're there, I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. I want you to know that you don't have to go to anything else but God. So let me ask you, have you prayed about it? That's a simple question. Have you prayed about it? You see, again, a lot of us, we choose prayer as our last resort. And God is never going to move, friends. He's never going to move in your life until you get on your knees. Until you really begin to trust the Lord from your knees is where God will move in your life. See, many of us, we want to find every other thing except for prayer. Prayer is hard, by the way. Prayer is a hard thing to do. I'd much rather read a book. I'd much rather talk to a friend. I'd much rather find a way out of prayer. And that's exactly where Satan wants you to be, by the way. Notice from the beginning of creation, what does Satan try to do? He tries to set a division between Adam and Eve and God. What does he do with Adam and Eve? He begins to cause Adam to doubt. He begins to cause Eve to doubt. He says, does God really care about you? Does God really care for you? See, Satan wants you to doubt. He wants to find every problem in your life so that you get off track with God. So you got to go to God first. You got to go to God first in your life. Well, you say, Pastor Nick, how do I do that? How do I go to God first? How do I, as David did, cry out to him? How do I prioritize God in my life? Two things quickly. These aren't the only two things in your life, but they're two things quickly. I want to encourage you here. If you say, how do I make prayer a priority? How do I make sure that I run to God in 2023 first above anything else? Two things quickly. Number one, I want you to do this. I want you to pray immediately. Pray immediately. I have a pastor friend down the road from here not too far. I'll start to complain because I'm a complainer, right? We're all complainers. <laughs> I start to complain about something I don't like going on in the church or like in my life. And he said, well, Nick, have you prayed about it? I'll say, well, I'm not that holy, okay? He said, have you prayed about it? See, what he does is he stops in that moment and he prays. Listen, you want to see God begin to move in your life in 2023, pray immediately. Pray right then. Don't just say, I'll pray about it. I'm the worst about, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. People say, will you pray for this? Oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. I'll write it down. Guess what I do? I forget. Have you done that before? Yeah, we all do that, right? So pray immediately. Number two, I love this. Pray specifically. Pray specifically. Not only are we to pray immediately, but we're to pray specifically. I I think of this as like a grandchild with a grandparent. Grandparents in the room, I've watched this. What do you do when the grandchild asks the grandparent for something? What do you do? 
You give it to them, right? Duh, right? You got to give it to them. I never really understood this until I brought a child into the world, okay? I was watching just this Christmas. Listen, Karis got whatever she wanted. She got more than what she wanted. She doesn't even know what she wants, but she got it. You know why? Because the grandparents give anything they want to the grandchild. And by the way, the grandparents don't care how the grandchild asks for it, right? It, it doesn't matter if it's sloppy, if it's messy, if it's rude. They don't care. They just want to hear from the grandchild, right? I've watched y'all. I know what you do, okay? <laughs> you just give it. And guess what? They love to give it. The grandparents want to hear from the grandchild. Nothing from the children. <laughs> Remember as a kid, they, I'd go up and ask for something. Oh, we can't afford that. Now, I text them. I say, Karis needs this. We're on our way. We're on our way. We're going to stop at Walmart. It's already in the Amazon cart, right? You've been there before? It's whatever the grandchildren want. I remember a few years ago, we were at the uh, Four Seasons Mall down the road, and uh, we were getting pictures with Santa or somebody like that, and we stopped uh, there in the food court on the uh, top floor there. And right in the middle, I don't know if it's still there, but right in the middle, uh, there was this gumball machine. And I remember we were all there with the, the nephews and nieces, and uh, David, uh, Matt's little boy, walks up to me, probably three or four at this point, and he says, Uncle Nick, I really want a piece of gum. And I said, well, David, I said, listen, we both know your mom's not going to want you to have that piece of gum, number one. And number two, I don't have any money. I'd get it for you if I had some money. He said, well, mom's not watching. Will you just get it for me? She'll be fine. I said, well, David, I, I can't do that. I, I can't just give that. And, and besides, I, I don't have any money. I, I, I can't get it. I give it for you if I can, but I don't have any money. Well, he looks straight at me, and he says, well, grandma has money. <laughs> Grandma has money, trust me. She has everything you need. Just send her a text. She'll take care of you. Listen, you know where I'm going with this. Grandparents love to hear from their grandchildren, but guess what? Even more so, God loves to hear from you. And God wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from you. He doesn't care if it's sloppy. He doesn't care if it's messy. He just wants you to crawl up in his lap like a child would, like a grandchild would with a grandparent, and he wants to hear from you. So guess what? Get specific. Get honest. Get real with God. Begin to ask God to move in your life. And guess what? He already knows. He knows exactly what you're dealing with. He knows exactly how to fix your problem. He just wants to hear from you. Get specific. You want to see God move in your life. Get honest. Get specific. So what are we to do when we're done? Number one, we are to look up in prayer. I've got to move quickly here. Not only do we look up in prayer, but we also look back in remembrance. We look back in remembrance. One of the greatest ways to begin to trust God in your life or to continually trust God in your life is to reflect on what God has done in your past. And listen, if God has brought you through 2020... If he's brought you through 2021, 2022, he's not going to leave you in 2023. He's not going to leave you in your problem. If God's taking care of you in your past, he's going to take care of you in the future. And you can trust him for that. And many times all it takes is for us to look back and remember what God's done. And notice that's what exactly what David does in Psalm 61. He, he begins to, to reflect on what God has done in his life. Notice Verse number three, some translations translate this word for shelter as refuge. 
But notice here, he says, for thou has been a shelter or a refuge, a place of safety for danger is what David is saying. So he says, you have been my refuge. You've been my protection. Now be that, he goes on to say, in the future. Not only does he say you've been my refuge, but he also says, verse 3, you've been my strong tower. A tower was used as a place to run to from the enemy when they were attacking the city. And so David would understand this as a military mind, and he would say, God, be that strong tower, a place where the enemy can't get me. God, protect me. God, you've done that in the past. Now, be that in the future. Notice verse number four. Not only does he say, you've been my refuge, you've been my strong tower, but he says, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. In other words, I have abided, I have lived in your dwelling place. David is thinking back on the time in the wilderness when Israel would have God move in the midst of them in the tabernacle and he'd travel around and that's where God's presence was and, and David remembers that in those moments he was in God's presence and he says, God, I, I want that now. I want that fellowship now. I, I want your presence now. Invite me in, David says, as a special guest because there's no other place I'd rather be than in your presence. And so he says, I will abide in thy tabernacle. And then I love this. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Now, many times in our English translations, we miss this. But when the psalmist is talking about the wings here, he's thinking of a mother bird who protects her children with their wings. And I never understood this until I watched a mom with a child. There's nothing like a mother who protects her children. And you can see that in Scripture when God says that he is the wings, he is the shelter, he is our protection. And David says, God, you've been that for me in the past, now be that in the future. And you'd think at this moment, David in the middle of this prayer, you would think at this moment that he would begin to worry. He, he doesn't exactly know what's going to take place in his life at this point. It's kind of like us in 2023. We're not exactly sure what's going to take place. We only have one day at a time. And David is at this moment, and he's saying, God, you've been this to me. I'm going to trust you here. But you'd think there'd be some anxiety, right? I'd be nervous. I'd be afraid. But notice what David does in verse 5. He's not even ended his prayer here yet. And he says, for thou, O God, has heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. David is already confident that God is going to answer his prayer. David begins to look back, and as he reflects on the past, he's confident that God will take care of him in the future. And friends, it's the same thing with you today. As you begin to look back over what God's done in your life, as you begin to look back over how God has moved in your life, he's taking care of you, you can trust him in the future. God's not going to leave you now because he took care of you in the past. And it's the same thing in your life today, friends. I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. I want you to know that regardless of where you're at, if God's taking care of you then, he'll take care of you now. And you can trust him. Some of us honestly need to go home today. Let me give you some homework, okay? We all love homework, right? Let me give you some homework. Some of us actually need to go home today, take out a piece of paper, take out a pen, and start to write down how God's been faithful to us. It won't take you long. It won't take you long. See, we're not good historians of our life. We often forget 
what God did for us yesterday. We often forget what God has, did, uh, has done for us a year ago, five years ago. God's taking care of us. He'll take care of us now. We begin to reflect. So we look back in remembrance. We look up in prayer. We look back in remembrance. But number three, I want to notice this. Give me a few minutes and I'm done. Number three, not only do we look up, not only do we look back, but we look forward in worship. We look forward in worship. Notice verse number eight here. David has come to the end of his prayer, and he begins with lamentation, but he ends with celebration. Verse 8, So I will sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. Notice that David had come to the end, and he says that regardless of what takes place, what am I going to do? I'm going to worship. You got to worship. And listen, while you wait, that's what you have to do. See, many of us are waiting on God. Some of you are sitting in this room and you're waiting on God to move in your life. Some of you are sitting here in 2023 and you're saying, God, when are you going to take care of that situation in my life? When are you going to move in that moment in my life? When are you going to take away that circumstance? When are you going to take away that problem? And God says, I'm not going to give you that answer, but here's what you're going to do. You're going to wait. And while you wait, guess what you're going to do? You're going to worship. You're going to worship. And that's exactly what David does here. Notice David doesn't make it a weekly habit. He doesn't just show up to Sunday morning service. Guess what he does? The Bible says he does it daily. Day by day. I'll worship. I'll worship. And friends, it's the same thing in your life today. You have to worship while you wait. You worship while you wait. A few years ago, I read a story about a little girl. I'll tell the story and I'm done little girl named Erin Browning. She was diagnosed at the age of seven with a terminal cancer. She wasn't going to live but just a few years. And as the story goes on, she made it three years. And on October 30th, 2004, little Erin Browning sat in the hospital bed, barely able to do anything but whisper a few words. She actually asked her mom at that moment, she, she said, would you just read the Bible to me? Ten-year-old girl at the end of her life said, would you just read the Bible to me? So her mom opens the Bible, and as the story goes on, she actually says that the mom actually put the Bible at her feet, and she stood over the Bible to basically say, I stand on this foundation. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, in, in a sense there. And so she begins to read the Bible to little Aaron Browning, who couldn't even open her eyes because she's in so much pain. The, the story actually goes on to say that little Aaron, in the midst of her suffering throughout these three years in the hospital, would actually worship. She'd actually begin to sing praises. She was one of the best witnesses, I'd say, in, in the midst of her situation. She was worshiping. She was worshiping. Well, somebody got a hold of her story some of you have probably heard this name before, but a Christian group by the name of Casting Crowns got a hold of little Aaron Browning's story. And Mark Hall, the lead singer, wrote a song. And I love this. Some of you probably have heard this song before too. Wrote a song about her life and about her story. And when he wrote this song, he entitled it, I'll Praise You in the Storm." All because they watched as little Aaron Browning gave her life, gave her whole being to what God was doing in her midst. The song says, no matter where I am, 
And every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand. You never left my side. And though my heart is torn, I will praise you in this storm. A couple days later, Aaron Browning sadly went to be with the Lord. You would think at this moment that the parents would give up. They'd quit. They'd say, God, why in the world would you do that to a little 10-year-old girl? God, why in the world would you cause that much pain? But as the story goes on, they actually said that there in the hospital room, the family gathered around their bed, and guess what they began to do? They began to sing and worship. They began to worship. Now, friends, that didn't solve their problem. That didn't take away the pain. That didn't answer everything they were going through. But what it did do is it allowed them to wait, but also worship. And I don't have the answer to every single issue you're going through. I don't have the answer to why God did it to Aaron Browning. But what I do know is that thousands and thousands and thousands of people at this moment have come to know Jesus Christ, have been impacted for eternity, all because of the testimony of Aaron Browning. And people today will continue to be impacted because of little Aaron's testimony. Because in the midst of her waiting, guess what she did? She worshiped. She worshiped. And friends, if you're ever going to see God move in your life, if you're going to see God move in 2023, I promise you this, it's not going to begin by doubting him. It's going to begin by getting on your knees and worshiping him. I don't know what you're dealing with today. I don't know what struggle you're facing. I don't know exactly everything you're going through. But what I do know is that we know a man who does, and his name is Jesus. And he'll take care of everything in your life if you can just trust him. If you can just trust him. Three directions that we're to look today. If you're dealing with doubt, if you don't know what to do when you're done, three directions. Look up in prayer, look back in remembrance, and look forward in worship. And I believe when you do that, God will begin to move. Thank you so much this morning. Let's pray, and we'll continue on with the service. Father, you're good to us. We're so thankful for your word and the power of it. We're so thankful that in the midst of everything we go through, in the midst of our difficulties, you are there. And you're in the middle of it, and you're holding us by our right hand. And so, God, we can trust you. And so, Lord, we pray that no matter what we face in 2023, that we will trust you and that we will begin to look in three directions, up in prayer, back in remembrance, and forward in worship. I pray, God, that you bless this time. Move among the people. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Nick. Stand with me, if you would, please. Tremendous message this morning. If you'd like to come for prayer, you can come, slip out of your seat, and come and kneel and pray, and then slip back to your seat. Or if you need help, somebody will pray with you. If you'd like to come, we invite you to come. If you want to just talk to the Lord right where you are and make that commitment, then do that. Whatever God's speaking to you about through this tremendous message. We're going to sing together, and as we do, if you'd like to come, come. When peace like a river attends my way, when sorrows like sea billows
place softly just for a minute. Bow your heads with me. Maybe right where you're standing. You just want to turn this message of this morning into prayer. Tell the Lord that you want your prayer life to be effective and, and good. And, and ask the Lord to, to help you turn difficulties into prayer immediately and specifically. Tell him you want prayer to be a priority in this coming year. Tell him that you are thankful for all the blessings of the past. And you don't want to forget them. You want to remember all that God has done in his goodness and love. And then tell him that regardless of what you're going through, you're going to worship. You're going to praise him and adore him and love him and follow him. Tell him. Let that be your, let that be your prayer this morning. Right where you are. If you still need to come, we're going to sing one more verse of this beautiful hymn. You can look up and let's sing. The words are on the screen. Let's sing the words to this beautiful hymn. And if you need to come, come. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blast much. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, uh, Pastor Nick. Wonderful message. Thank you so much. We appreciate that great encouragement this morning. Now, uh, a lot of folks are still sitting. This is a good number. Thank you for coming out on New Year's Day. That's a good way to start your year. Uh, some folks are, are sick, of course. We want to pray for them, and we want to be careful. So I'm, I'm still not ready to be out in the lobby and get real close to people yet. I'm still elbowing and keeping my distance. And uh, I'm going to ask, I know you'd like to shake hands with Pastor Nick and hug his neck and all that, but maybe you can do that another day. <laughs> Our, someday in heaven you'll have plenty of time. And so just, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm going to ask Nick not to be out there in the crowd as well. We don't want he and his family uh, exposed to too many germs. Now, don't go off telling everybody your pastor said you were germy. <laughs> but I guess I did, didn't I? But just don't tell everybody. Well, we're praying for you and for our church that this will be a really great year for Gospel Baptist Church. We wish all of you a happy and wonderful new year. Pray with me, please. Father, Father, thank you for the wonderful message of this morning. How we need that. And we, we pray that as we face our problems and difficulties and challenges in this coming year, we will be 
quick to pray and keep prayer as a priority. Remember your goodness and continue to praise you through it all. Grant it, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Happy New Year. Have a great day. God bless you.